Making radio magic, baby. That's what we do around here. Let's start by doing the follow-up nobody cares about. Uh, Casey's beating Mike by 1,371 followers. Moving on. Follow-up from Joe. I assume everyone uh, has hey, told... Hey, 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 no way. What? You're not getting past it that quickly. Why I've not? made massive strides on you this week. Last week, we spent time on it because you pulled some back. <laughs> that's I've, correct. I have, I have shot ahead with you. Yes, that's true. It was... 1,398 this week, or excuse me, last week, this week, 1,371. You are starting to crawl back, my friend. Yeah, yeah, I'm coming back. And I just wanted to say, just because I will gloat here, um, I'm halfway through an old-fashioned, so that helps. Um, <laughs> I have been on the front page of Tech Meme all day today. Tip Tech Meme. There we go. It's with my Apple Pencil review. I just wanted to point that out because I'm very proud of myself. You know, you should be. Um, and I would say more specific things about it than that, but I haven't read the review yet. <laughs> I haven't had oh, time. are you kidding? No, I'm sorry. I love you. I read every single one of your articles immediately. Uh, well, uh, you posted it That's when I was lie. at work. That is such a lie. I miss stuff completely. Uh, <laughs> that makes me feel slightly better. If I don't see the tweet, right? Then it never happened. Then I never read it, do I? Yeah, fair enough. Let me go to caseylist.com right now. Let's see if I, I haven't posted anything it. in a while, so you're probably squared away right now. Yeah, but I know I've I've come to things like extremely late just because I didn't know that they existed. Well, that's really in fact just the other day you and I were discussing um some a cappella music and I had pointed you in the direction of Pentatonix and and you and I'd said at one point, "Oh, you know, they have a really good Christmas album or a couple of really good Christmas albums." And you said, "Oh, really? Do you have a link or anything?" And I, and I sent you to a page on my website which I had actually forgotten that you had helped with, but I just said to you, "Why, yes, it's on this page on my website that mentions you." Because mm-hmm. what had happened was I was trying to get links to like Spotify and Audio and all these. Already, you know, rest in yeah, peace. That was a blog post that I did some work for. Right, and both of us forgot that <laughs> you were involved. So, so yeah. I, do, I just want to point out for the record to make you feel better. Uh, there have been some blog posts um, frequently, or well, recently, I should say. Uh, everything since the 18th of October, I have not seen. Why is that? I just haven't seen them. I don't know why. Maybe I looked at the titles, like, for example, setting up a VPN in your Synology, <laughs> or building Plex for Apple TV, or Trace System Monitor, and decided not to click those. Jeez, why? I'm sure that they are awesome mm-hmm. for some people. They are mm-hmm. clearly not made for me. No, perhaps not. You should write like a really inflammatory piece about me, uh, <laughs> but title it something like that, and I'll just never find it. Oh, that's true. Oh, man, that, that would be funny. Maybe I'll do that uh, for April Fool's or something. Anyway, uh, so yeah, so I don't know how we got here, but suffice to say you are uh, crawling back, my friend, and uh, we should probably go on to the other follow-up. Mike, uh, why don't you tell us what TV channel Dexter's Laboratory is on? So Joe wrote in to point out that um, Dexter's Lab was not actually a Nicktoon. It wasn't on Nickelodeon. It was on Cartoon Network. Oh, I didn't And it was that. quite funny because in Joe's tweet, he said, I assume everybody's told Mike by now. Joe was the only person yeah, it, uh, that let me know. It seems like the only time that we ever or I ever get feedback that's like, oh, I'm sure you've seen this before, but I'd say easily 80% of the time I get one of those messages. I'd never seen that thing before. It's funny because then when I do see them a million times, that preface never comes. Correct. That's exactly my experience (laughs) as well. That's right. It's a good problem to have. I'd rather people send it to me a thousand times usually than not send it at all. So, all right. From Jamie regarding something a couple of episodes back, um, I guess we were talking about you living at home. Is that correct? 
Is that what this is with regard to? Yeah, so this is from JXPX771138, and he wrote in to let me know. And this is a really good point, because like I was talking about living with my mom still, right, and how some people can find that strange. I think I was talking about that um, in the episode where I was talking about my release notes talk, maybe. Um, and Jamie mentioned that, and this is a really good point, in many cultures, living with extended family well into adulthood is normal. And that isn't a really good point. Like I, uh, I have some Indian friends who went to live on their own, and then when they got married, moved back in with their parents. Oh, that's peculiar. Yeah, it's it's just a different thing. Like you start. My understanding is, and I'm probably butchering this, and I apologize. And if anybody has any feedback, send it back, send it into me. That you start your family home back with your family, and 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 then go uh, back out on your own again. Hmm trippy yeah so this is something that i kind of experienced a lot when i was growing up like talking to people who was doing that and that kind of thing um and it's just something that i've seen a little bit of so i think it's really interesting and it reminds me how like my shame if you'd call it that is is just because of the way that i was brought up in my culture Mm -hmm. right and just Mm -hmm. how it's weird probably more in american culture right because that's where 100 percent of my culture comes from um, it's just everything is just friends, basically. <laughs> oh, I don't even know where to go from here. They're the best place. So I believe that last week we were talking, well, whilst, whilst I was singing many songs to you of various nicknames. Which was delightful. Which many people were very impressed, Casey, at, at my vast knowledge of Nicktoons theme songs. Um, I believe that we spoke about like what it would be like if we had mm-hmm. our own theme song Mm -hmm. and uh, a band called the faceless voices contacted us and they have written said theme song (laughs) it's magical so i would like to play that now yes please Virginia to tech nerd friends, they're gonna talk with ya. Casey's really sad, cause Mike lives so far apart. Sometimes he goes to New York and breaks Casey's heart. It's analog with Casey and Mike. It's analog, you can hear them anytime. It's analog with Casey and Mike. Kick off your shoes and press play. It's analog. So that was amazing. Like, how There's awesome so many is little that? things I love about this. Um, I love the accents. Mm-hmm. I don't know what accent that is. Oh, God. No. But I love it all it's the more. It's so good. It's so good. I just, you know, I'm such a sucker for when the internet just takes it upon itself to, to do something you. like to, to surprise me. Even when we kind of sort of solicit it like we did, I still never expected anyone to actually spend the time to do it, let alone a whole band. Oh, God, it was great. Love it. And uh, on this week's ATP, which uh, came out as we record just a little while ago, we had a little bit of follow out for Reconcilable Differences, another wonderful program on your Relay FM network. Isn't um, incredible? That follow out is magnificent. And uh, I won't ruin it, but suffice to say, it's worth listening to. Um, shoot, which Reconcilable Differences was that? Because there'll probably be another one by the time this episode is out. No, there won't be. Oh, okay. Uh, it was episode number 14. Okay, so listen to episode four if you have time. Um, listen to episode 14. Reconcilable Differences is quickly becoming my favorite podcast. I love that, that show. That is 
very interesting to me. I, I really, really love reconcilable differences a lot. But um, but anyway, so this is uh, John Syracuse, who I host. It's ATP all in the with. edit, by the way. All the magic is in the edit. Oh, completely. It's I'm sure it's garbage <laughs> until whoever that editor is. I don't know if you know who does it, but that that some man or woman is is just amazing. Wonder, like just some marvel, an absolute marvel. An artist at editing, yeah, an artiste. It, yes, puts you're right. Together, yeah. Yep, absolutely. So uh, anyway, Mike has nothing to do with the edit at all. Nope. Wink. Nope. <laughs> Point is, uh, John and Merlin got to talking about clothing, and um, and Merlin kind of, sort of solicited the internet as as we did with this Nicktoons thing, um, and and the internet came to our rescue in the same way that the faceless voices came to our rescue, and uh, it both both are just magnificent, and I am such a sucker for when this happens, and in fact, the first time I'd ever heard of Joe Steele. Um, friend of the show, Joe Steele, was when he wrote the uh, the what was it, the silly podcast screenplays or something like that. I forget what he called it. I can't remember. But it was something podcast terrible. Terrible. It? Yeah, that's. See, I didn't even want to. Th- I didn't think that was it because they weren't terrible. They were delightful. So anyway, he wrote terrible pro- podcast screenplays for um, the prompt. Was I think the first one I saw. But he wrote just a truly magnificent one for uh, ATP, which is still one of my possibly my favorite thing I've ever read on the internet. Um, I just I've loved that thing since the moment I read it. So if you have a few minutes, you should check that out as well. We'll we'll dig it up or have Joe Steele send us a link. We'll put that. It's in already the in the show notes. God, you're a, you're a machine. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, speaking of machines, why don't you tell us about something that's awesome these days? This week's episode is brought to you by Lynda.com, the online learning platform of over three thousand on-demand video courses to help you strengthen your business, technology, and creative skills. For a free ten-day trial, visit lynda.com/analog. When browsing around Lynda.com, I have found some fantastic courses. You know, I've spoken about some of the stuff in the past, like learning Swift. You know, and maybe you want to learn Android. Maybe, you, uh, maybe you want to learn Java development. I mean, uh, me and Federico today on Connected were talking about JavaScript, and he was talking about like having to learn this stuff. And I'm like, oh, I have no idea. And then I think to myself, well, if I ever did want to learn anything like this, Lynda.com is the place that I would go because they have courses that are just taught by experts. It's it is a thing for me now. Like when I was trying to learn some stuff on using compression I was thinking I started googling around I was like no dummy go to lynda.com like that is the place to go for anything if you are curious you want a problem solved or you just want to make something happen lynda.com l-y-n-d-a dot com slash analog is the place that you will want to be you can browse around all of the courses you can stream them on demand at your own schedule at your own pace you can even watch them on your android or ios device as well you can watch any courses in any order and you can create playlists to kind of create your own learning path you might want to learn a little bit of this a little bit of that and you can break them down into their individual uh, little little videos they're all like for nice bite size so you can kind of jump in and consume them in pieces or start to finish however it is that you like to learn they also have a bunch of stuff that you can download like some project files and stuff so you can follow along with some courses it's really really awesome your lynda.com membership will give you unlimited access to training on hundreds of topics for one flat rate whether you're looking to become an industry expert you're passionate about a hobby or you just want to learn something new go ahead and visit lynda.com analog and sign up for your free 10 day trial thank you so much lynda.com for their support of this show excellent all right so you had a question for me so you tweeted a picture. Mm-hmm. You, you tweet many of these types of pictures, and a lot of the time they don't com- make complete sense to me, like what's going on in them. <laughs> but this one, I am like, I am befuddled. I have no idea what is happening. So I will paint I will paint a word picture for the people. Please. So it, it is a blue sky day. 
I'm assuming it was quite chilly on that day. Because oh, of how blue the sky it was. Is. How can you tell that from the sky? Sometimes when the sky is like blue like that and it's not summer, it's chilly, like it's cold, you know? Yeah, I mean, it was. You're, you're spot on. But um, I'm impressed that you can tell that just from the sky. Although, as someone who comes from an island ma- nation that is constantly raining, um, I, can, I can only imagine how good you are at reading the sky. And there is like this red brick building, like these two red brick buildings. Um, and in front of them is like a table. What would you call that type of table? Uh, kind of a picnic table, not like a big wooden one, like a portable like picnic Like a fold-out table. table. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And on that fold-out table is a TV from... I looked at this, but I can't see it now. What is the brand name of that TV? Uh, Scepter. I believe that's right. Scepter or something like that. It's our bedroom TV, but uh, it's some no-name brand. Yeah. And at first I thought it was Spectre, like the James Bond. (laughs) And then we have what looks like some bag of snacks on the far left. You're you're um, skipping an important piece between. Oh no no I'm I'm going from left to right. Oh my apologies my apologies. Then there is some hard liquor of some kind a brown liquor I'm going to say it's a whiskey. Uh actually no I don't think so so you're it's actually the the jug that looks kind of like a milk bottle but it has brown in it. No that's, that's apple cider right, and then there's correct. some other okay. liquid next to okay, it that yes. looks like liquor. Uh that I believe was rum. Rum. Okay. okay. Then we have fresca which looks like a kind of Mountain Dew type scenario. Um I don't. I think it was Fresca. I think it was actually um, Sprite. But yes, I mean, I'm looking at it right now, and it says Fresca on it. What you must be looking at a much better copy of this picture than I am. I've zoomed in. I've zoomed in and enhanced. I got my <laughs> CSI buddies over here. Fair enough. Now I'm going to go to the sword. I'm going to get out my phone so I can actually see what the crap all this is. We um, have a couple of bottles of Coke Zero, and the, all of these bottles are funny to me because uh, bottles don't come in this shape or size in the UK. Oh, interesting. Okay. Yeah, that they're either longer and thinner, or they just aren't, don't exist. Um, another jug of apple cider, which kind of looks like chocolate milk. It does actually, but is, you are correct. Is that is that alcoholic? No, but that's where the rum came in. Okay, interesting. That's a mix. The other thing you can do is: Do you have Fireball, the alcohol in the UK? I don't know what that is. Okay, so it's a very, very potent uh, cinnamon-flavored alcohol. So mixing that with apple cider is also delightful. That I can get on board with, apple and cinnamon. Apple and rum? I don't know. I don't know. Mm-hmm. And then your favorite, uh, Tito's, which mm-hmm. always looks to be like the cheapest vodka I've ever seen. <laughs> I know it's not, but like the bottles are so funny and the labels look like they were just like printed on somebody's laser it does kind of look like that i can get behind that and uh coincidentally for the first time in several episodes oh nice mm-hmm ah uh, see so you have the appropriate uh style ice i did not spend yeah, the time ah uh, now that i've zoomed in and enhanced i can see that there is football on this television oh man, wait i am impressed because it is hang hard on one to moment see. american football I just want to clarify uh, that for the majority yes, 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 of the yes. English-speaking world. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But yes, mm-hmm. that is correct. Um, so what do you think is happening here? So now I see this happening. So I'm going to assume now, but before you confirm, let me say what, let me finish. Mm-hmm. I'm going to assume that this is tailgating. Okay. But my understanding of tailgating was that it was just like in a parking lot with a bunch of cars and like you mm-hmm. would sit 
this is like basically the majority of this now is built from the fantastic TV show Always Sunny in Philadelphia. Mm-hmm. That you kind of everybody just sits outside and maybe then goes to see the game. Mm-hmm. Like that you don't just sit outside like you. I don't know what you're doing like sitting outside and meeting people and having like a mini party and then you all go to watch the football game together. That is what. I one expect is happening and two think tailgating is. So can you please tell me if I'm right or wrong and if I'm wrong how wrong I am? You are almost entirely correct. And coincidentally oh. this this entire I I, don't, I believe it was this picture. Um or no, I'm sorry, it wasn't the picture. It was uh something that happened on ATP, no spoilers, but we ended up talking about tailgating and I didn't really have a think about it, so I don't think I did a particularly good job of explaining what tailgating is um because the ATP chat room was deeply deeply confused. Uh, as to what tailgating is, and my description. All right, so now you get a second shot. So now I have a second shot. This episode basically just seems like a full-on follow-out for last week's ATP or this week's <laughs> ATP. I don't know where that came from, but this seems like the scenario. Well, that we're that's in. okay. It's it's the companion episode. Now, um, so so tailgating, you are you are almost entirely correct. Generally speaking, what tailgating is is prior to a sporting event or sometimes a concert in the parking lot for that sporting event. You will gather with the people that you are going to this event with, and you will usually prepare and then consume food in the middle of the parking lot. So you'll bring like a camping grill or some other portable grill, or perhaps you'll like buy some pizzas on the way in or something like that. Um, But one way or another, you'll consume some food, you will consume some adult beverages, and then you will get yourself... um, in a, in a pretty good spot, both hunger and thirst-wise, and then you will go into the event and partake in that event. You'll be at the football game or the concert or what have you. Does the food and drink happen because the food and drink is so expensive in the f- football No. Ground? I mean, you are correct in that it is deeply, just comically expensive. It's but... interesting to me that they would allow you to do this. Well, Do you, not have, do you have to pay or something? You do have to, to pay. To get the right? You do have to pay to get a parking spot in most of the lots that are anywhere near the stadium. And that's because of tailgating, I assume. I don't think so. I think it's because it's just another way for the university to make money. So this this picture was taken. Um, Aaron and I have season tickets to the uh, University of Virginia football team. And that is kind of interesting because I am actually an alum of Virginia Tech, which is the University of Virginia's big rival or vice versa. Um, the difference, though, is that although Virginia Tech is arguably the better football program, generally speaking. That is about a four-hour drive from where we live, and UVA is a one-hour drive from where we live. And so, so you sold out on your school for convenience. Yes basically. and no. That that's more accurate than it isn't. You big jerk. <laughs> but but um, what happened was, I got Aaron season tickets one year, just kind of as like a birthday present, and you know something. Did I Aaron go to this school? Yeah, so this is Aaron's alma mater. All right. Um, so, so I got her tickets to her alma mater. To uh, for what does season. alma mater mean? I don't know the school you graduated from. I don't know what like is the that, literal like is that the, is. the the reason that people use it? That like, that is that. what it's what it means in like modern English. But okay, yeah, that, I I didn't mean like the 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 actual Latin. What does it mean? Yeah, but like I just wanted to confirm like is that what people mean when they say that the yes. school that they graduated from? Yes. You see, because we don't have any of these phrases. Right? Oh, really? I, nobody says Alma. Like, I can't even say it the way that you Alma Mater. Ma Ma Alma Ma. Alma Mater. A L M A. Alma Mater. There you go. M A T E R. Because I would just say Alma Mater. 
Right. Oh, interesting. Uh, TJ Luma in the chat is saying in Latin, it's literally bounteous mother. Not even... Perfect. Okay. So the <laughs> I'm not Virginia even sure Tech where to go was your here. bounteous mother. Well, uh, the, as per the dictionary in OS 10, origin mid 17th century in the general sense, quote, someone or something providing nourishment. Bounteous mother sounds about right. Mm-hmm. So anyway, so yeah, so her alma mater is the University of Virginia. Mine is Virginia Tech. And and I got her these season tickets like five years ago as a uh, one-year, one-time-only gift. And then it just kind of ha- kept happening every year after that. And I do enjoy it. Like, uh, it kind of pains me a little bit to cheer for our big rival. But 99% of the time, I don't mind. And it is a lot who's of fun. Who's the bigger football fan in general out of the two of you? Me. And who's the bigger fan of the University of Virginia? Oh, definitely her. Okay. Without question. And how what is what is the University of Virginia's team called? Um so there's a couple of names for them. They they are the Cavaliers, which is their like kind of official name. Um think of like a guy on horseback kind of cavalier. Mm-hmm. Um but they're also known as the Wahoos. W A H O O S. Um, Why is that? No idea, although they are any University of Virginia alum is very proud and very quick to tell you that the, that there's a fish called a wahoo, which can apparently drink more than its own body weight in like a single sitting. And of course, they associate mm. that with alcohol. And alcohol, they're yeah. very proud yeah, of because themselves. That's what fish drink. Totally. Erin's um, going to kill me when she hears this episode. <laughs> and this is actually even more important that it's this episode because it is actually this upcoming Saturday. So by the time this episode is released, we will know what has happened. This upcoming Saturday, our two Uh-oh. teams play each other. So this is what would be referred to in the UK as a derby. I don't have the faintest idea what that means. D-E-R-B-Y. A derby? Du- yeah, but we, we pronounce that word derby. What? Okay, so that's when big rivals play each other? Yeah, so like we would call it the Kentucky Derby. Oh. Weird. Oh, there's a Yoda peeking over the top of the TV. Oh, yeah, well, and the reason being, the place that we have our tailgate is right in front of the astronomy building at UVA. Don't be creepy. Makes um, sense. So, so, yeah. So is this where your car parking spot is? So, right. So, um, the parking lot or car park for you, Mike, is about... 20 yards to my left as as you're as I'm taking this picture and in some areas there is no real good place to to tailgate other than the parking lot itself but there are some parking lots that just by pure happenstance happen to be very close to like this you know little grassy areas this isn't the only one but this is one of them so rather than just gathering in the parking lot you know we go the you know 50 paces over and set up on on the the little yard lawn thing in front of the uh, astronomy building so what you're looking at is us tailgating, um, which again means drinking and eating. Um, this particular tailgate, uh, we had burgers, we had sausages, um, which do you call, if you were to just consume like a sausage, kind of like hot dog style, would you call that a sausage or a banger? No, bangers are the other types of sausage. So like the fatter sausage with the like... The intestines, skin, you know, mm. like the, the 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 ones that look like the shape of an intestine, right? Mm, interesting. They're delicious. You know, like they're, they're like, they're fatter and they kind of curve yeah, yeah a yeah. little bit. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. You've had bangers mm-hmm. and mash. Yeah, not for a long time, which is depressing, but yes. Yeah, the other ones are hot dog sausages or frankfurters, depending on where they're coming from. Gotcha. Okay. So this was actually more close to a banger, despite the fact that we were consuming them in a bun, but... Uh, one way or another we would ha- we had sausages we had uh, little pork chops um we had uh hamburgers 
and then some so booze. Who's, who is there? Who is here? So the core group is Aaron, um, me, and a dear friend of hers that, that has become a close friend of mine uh, whose name is Brian. Um, and he is like Mr. UVA. He went UVA undergrad um, and then went to UVA law school. And um, he's a member of like their young alumni council. Like he's super involved, even having been graduated for several years now. Um, and so they're strictly speaking, they're his season tickets. I mean, we pay them, we pay him for the one for our two. But when you talk about a university, and I don't know how like the NFL works, but with the university, typically speaking, in order to get the right to buy season football tickets, you have to donate a sum of money to the university upfront. Just so. He owns three season tickets. Actually four, but yes. Okay, and then you buy the tickets from him. Right. And so we all sit together, and he has donated a pretty significant sum of money. So we have really phenomenal seats, and we have a really great tailgate because this tailgate location happens to be, I don't know, a five-minute walk from the stadium. And you have to understand, most of these universities are quite big. And so if we were to park in the free parking area, it's literally a 20-minute walk to the stadium. So it's just the three of you that do these tugging things? Uh, yes, except because Brian knows everyone under the sun. Pretty much every time, there will be at least a handful of people that come by and, and say hi and eat a little food and have a little bit to drink. But um, over the years, you know, we started with so just... So these, like, pretty open scenarios? Yeah. Um, I mean, generally speaking, if you're going to show up and, like, really eat food, then you're probably... It's, you know, good etiquette to go ahead and bring some food with you as well. You know, it's just like a, like a dinner party sort of thing, you know? Like a potluck. Yeah, sort of. Um, we always bring something. He always brings something. Um and and we all just kind of it all kind of melds together. All right. So generally, so, so in the why beginning, is there a football game on the TV? Right. So in the beginning, it used to be that we would just bring a grill and some chairs, and that's that. Then it became a grill, chairs, and tables. Then it became a grill, chairs, tables, and a generator and like a really big speaker. Then it became grills, chairs, table, a nice generator, a TV, and speaker. And so over the years, it's just gotten bigger and bigger. And so the reason the TV is there, and this is what I think people were very confused about during ATP, is that I am not watching the game that's happening, you know, a 500 yards away i'm actually watching the virginia tech game which happened to be played before the uva game at virginia tech so the game that's on the tv is happening in the same state but it's happening 300 miles away or something like that all right that makes sense it's a football party so why not just do more football precisely so we, we were watching the Virginia Tech game, which we ended up losing. Um, and so we were watching that prior to going in to see the UVA game. Does that make sense? I believe so. So the idea in summary is you go early, like two or three hours early to the game. You get some amount of drunk, sometimes not very, sometimes very, very. And then and you eat a bunch of food that you're typically creating for the most part, or at the very least warming in the middle of the parking lot or the, or the field. And then you're walking into the game, you're enjoying the football game, and then you're driving home after that. That's tailgating. Uh, and I'm assuming the boy is not with you. Correct. The- um, so mom and dad, when, when they retired, they moved um, in between Charlottesville, which is where the University of Virginia is, and Richmond, which is where we are. And Perfect. so so we will drop off Declan on the way. They'll get some, you know, grandma-grandpa time or grandma-gramps time uh, with him. And then we will go to the game and then come back, um, come back to their house and typically stay the night afterwards. So it works out really oh, nice. well. Is that every weekend? 
Uh, not every During weekend. the football season? Right. So, you know, there's away games and there's home games. So it's about six, uh, usually about six home games in a football season. And that begins typically the very, very, very end of August or the very, very, very beginning of September. So between the it's beginning of long. September and about Thanksgiving, you'll, we'll be at UVA for a football game usually about six times. That is not as many times as I would have expected. Like, I, I don't know much about the Football Premier League, but there's way more games than that. Yeah, and that's not surprising. And, I mean, when it comes to college games, they're always, 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 well, that's not fair. 99% of the time, they're on Saturdays. There are occasions where they'll be on Thursdays, but that's very, very rare for most teams. Um, so, yeah, so this, it's a really nice way to spend a Saturday as long as the weather holds out. And, you know, if the weather doesn't, then we have a big tent that we bring, which is also, you know, one of the things we've acquired over the years. So we'll bring a big tent and put everything out under the tent. But it's pretty cool to be able to watch this football game in the middle of the outdoors because, you know, Brian has a really nice generator and we bring our TV and it works out real nicely. And, and the reason this came up on ATP, without too many spoilers, is that I this game that you're looking at on the TV, it's very hard to see in the picture, but we were watching a football game. That was actually getting streamed off my phone, and then I'd connected my phone to the TV. If we if we don't need to do that, if if the football game we want to watch, whatever it may be, is on the regular like local channels, which I don't know how to describe that to someone from the UK, but suffice it to say, there are a handful of channels that are free, and then there's a zillion yep. channels that are not. And so on, yep. if it's on one of the free channels, you can't see it in this picture, I don't believe. We actually have an over-the-air antenna which will give us a full HD feed for the five or six local channels, which typically have the game we want to watch. It's just in this particular scenario, it, the game we wanted to watch was on ESPN. So there are 38 matches per team in the Premier League football season. Wow. Yeah. Good grief. Yeah, the NFL is more than college football, but not not 38 by any means. Yeah. So hmm. I think that's how real football is played or something like that. I'm not 100% sure. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, so it's a lot of fun. Uh, so I was starting to get get into and then I got sidetracked. Uh, this coming weekend, it, or well, it, by the time most people listen to this, this past Saturday, um, UVA and Virginia Tech play each other. Um, since Aaron and I met in January of 2005, UVA has never, ever, ever won. So oh. this year... Virginia Tech must win in order to get into the postseason. And this is our beloved head coach's final season. He is retiring after the season. So uh -huh. if UVA wins, not only do we not get into the postseason for the first time in like 20-some years, but that means that our head coach's final football game most likely will be at his big rival where he loses. Now, History says this won't be an issue and we will stomp them like usual, but you never really know. And at one point or another, there will come a time that the, that the Wahoos will win. And I don't know what I'm going to do because I am barely a gracious winner, barely. And I got to imagine I'm going to be the most sore of sore losers. Well, I wish you the very best of luck. Yeah, I wish Aaron derby. the very best of luck one way or the other because, gosh, if if they win, oh, I'm going to be a terror. I like to That's joke. It's a lose-lose situation for poor Aaron. Then, yes, in this it, scenario. It, it really is. I like to joke uh, with people that, that, you know, we're just meeting that if, if for some reason this comes up, uh, what's happened every year is that we get a divorce the Saturday after Thanksgiving because that's when this game always is. Every year we get a divorce the Saturday after Thanksgiving. And so far every year, the following Sunday, we have been remarried. But who knows? Well, who knows what will happen when the Wahoos win? Could be intense.
Wow, that went on I'm, a lot longer than I expected. I'm sorry. I kind of bogarted so, that. No, I, I was fascinated, and I had you basically answered everything that I wanted to know, and I did want to know lots of things. Oh, one final very quick note. The reason it's called tailgating is typically, if you were to do this, the easiest way to do it is to have a pickup truck, which has a tailgate on it, and you'll just fold the tailgate down, and you, you'll, you'll sit on that, or you'll uh, gather around that, and that's what the etymology is. So yeah, okay. well, uh, with all that said, what else is awesome these days, Mike? This week's episode is brought to you by Foot Cardigan, the amazing sock subscription service. Yes, sock subscription. A subscription to Foot Cardigan will get your favorite person one pair of lovely, whimsical socks delivered to their mailbox every single month. This is a gift that keeps on giving, and it's a gift that every time somebody receives this every month, they're going to remember just how amazing you are and how fantastic you are at gift giving. Right? <laughs> that is what's so great about Foot Cardigans. Every time it arrives, they will be reminded how awesome you are. One of the most stressful parts of the holiday season is picking out the perfect gift to give to somebody you know. But Foot Cardigan makes that super simple and finally makes it awesome to be given socks for the holidays. <laughs> You know, like everybody's been given socks by a family member and they tend to suck, but foot cardigan socks, they do not suck. They are awesome. I said the word whimsical, right? You heard that. Mm -hmm. Whimsical socks. Once you subscribe or buy a subscription for someone you love, every month a new pair of socks is going to arrive at home. It'll be like Christmas in July, August, September, June, no matter what month. Because Foot Cardigan is the gift that keeps on giving. As well as for fun-loving adults, Foot Cardigan also has socks for kids called Whippersnappers for ages 3 to 12. And Whippersnappers get two pairs a month instead of just one because children destroy and lose socks. Is that right, Casey? Oh, totally. <laughs> you can be your parents' favorite kid this year if you get them a subscription to Foot Cardigan. You'll be the most popular person in your house. Foot Cardigan subscriptions are available for three, six, and nine months prepaid, but there's also a month-to-month -month option as well. And listeners of this show can get 10% off any subscription with the code ANALOG if they use it at checkout. Remind your favorite person how awesome you are every month with Foot Cardigan. Thank you so much to Foot Cardigan for supporting this show and Relay. FM. So apparently this is the Casey show this week. I'm sorry about that, Mike. Um, in between the time that we record this episode and the time that Aaron and I get our hopefully fake divorce, <laughs> um, we have the America has something in between. We have Thanksgiving. Yeah, Thanksgiving. And I am always I remain always interested by this. People will remember from last year, my Thanksgiving dinner. Um, mm -hmm, unfortunately, mm -hmm. I will not be attending any Thanksgiving dinners this year. I am very sad about that. But uh, we did not book anywhere in time. And if you're not booked by now, pointless. Because any, any good kind of American-themed restaurant or restaurant that serves American food, they are completely booked up by American expats in London. Well, that's understandable, but unfortunate, yep. nevertheless. Oh, goodness. All right, so what what would you like to know? So I want to know, I, I would like to know a rundown of Thanksgiving in the Liss household. I'm interested to know what happens from the, like, I don't know, maybe the day before to the day after. Because <laughs> Thanksgiving's so interesting to me, right? Because there seems to be a lot of parallels between Christmas here, right? Interesting, because okay. Thanksgiving is the big meal, right? Uh, Maybe yes, more than Christmas. It's a toss-up. Remember, Americans just really love an excuse to overeat. So, yeah, but we have the one turkey dinner, right? Mm -hmm. Which is Christmas. Mm -hmm. 
So I, I Thanksgiving is always very interesting to me. So I'm just I'm just wondering what what is what is going to be happening in the Lewis household for Thanksgiving. Right. So the first thing I have to say is for those of you who are soon to be married or hope to be married one day, and I think I've mentioned this on the show in the past. My number one tip of piece of marriage advice for uh, for you is when you are engaged, if possible, or married, if not, set the expectation with your families. So this year, we are doing Thanksgiving with Aaron's family, and we are doing Christmas with my family. Next year, it'll be the reverse. The year after that, back to the way it is this year. So we alternate the two holidays between the two families. We have been this way since long before Declan was even a glimmer in our future. We have done it this way since we were engaged. And let me tell you, the easiest way to stop a family issue when it comes to holidays is to say, look, guys, this is the schedule. It's the way it's been for like 10 years now. This is the way it is. So number one tip, set your schedule up front and never freaking deviate because that will make uncomfortable family conversations much easier. That being said, to actually answer your question, um, so this year it's a... um, it's Aaron's family's Thanksgiving. So um, typically what that means is I do nothing until it's time to eat, and then I eat too much, watch some football, and that's that. But that's me. I have it easy. Um, generally speaking, Aaron's mom and um, Aaron to a degree and her sister to a degree, and sometimes her brothers, um, will start cooking. I think typically the d- a day or two before, they'll start prepping some of the things that take longer to prep. Um, typically the morning of Aaron's mom will wake up at like four or five in the morning to put the turkey into the oven because it needs a long, long time to cook and typically will eat early afternoon. Um, I forget what time we're doing it this year because Declan kind of screwed everything up with his nap schedule and everything. But generally speaking, we'll eat a Thanksgiving meal with the, with Aaron's family at like two or three in the afternoon. And my family is usually just a shade later than that. Um, but the morning is just a whirlwind of cooking for usually most of the um, women in the family, just because the men aren't really terribly good cooks. I, I hope that doesn't sound sexist. I don't mean it that way. It's just it's the way it is. Um, but the but the women in the family will typically start cooking pretty early in the morning. Um, and then we will eat at about two or four, depending on which family we're talking about. Um, and then usually part ways shortly after a traditional dinner time would be. Is that a reasonable start? I mean, I have plenty more things to talk about, but let me just stop yeah, there. As a, as a base, that is a good base. Okay. Uh, typical fare, I'm assuming you're interested in. Is that fair to say? Yeah. What okay. is? And, and are there any kind of weird foods or interesting food traditions in the Liss household? Um, in the Liss household, none that I can think of. Um, generally, the spread is pretty similar between both of us Um, when you say like in the Liz household nothing that i can think of it makes me smile because it's like what it feels like is you're about to say something strange that is in aaron's house which makes me think (laughs) there are strange things in yours you just don't know they are i think that's fair to say um (laughs) no so uh generally with aaron's family which um i i I do remember most of the menu that we're going to have this year um, so I think I can rattle that off. Um, obviously, the turkey is the star of the show in almost every house. I'm not typically very into turkey. Um, I do kind of like dark meat in poultry, but generally speaking, I don't particularly care for the light meat, probably because it's healthier. Um, 
So a lot of times I will petition for, and oftentimes I will win, and we will get like a little tiny ham as well. So uh, I joked with uh, her family a few days ago when we were figuring out the menu that we're getting a pony keg-sized ham, uh, which will be funny if you've ever seen a pony keg or a beer drinker. Um, but we'll get a little ham. We'll have a big turkey. Um, typically some sort of roll. Um, Aaron's mom usually will make those from scratch. So it's just, I mean, they're unremarkable in, in principle, just a roll, but you know, she'll make them from scratch usually. Although I think this year she's, um, forgoing that and just using some store-bought rolls. Um, typically a green bean casserole, which is, gosh, I don't even know what goes into it other than green beans, but it's green beans, magical things on the inside. And then, um, like really, really small fried onions on top, which is fantastic. Um, sometimes you'll see, I think it's a sweet potato casserole, which is a similar thing, but with sweet potatoes, even though I like sweet potatoes, that's not, uh, I think you would call those yams if I'm not mistaken. I don't know. Do you uh, have sweet potatoes? We have sweet potatoes. Oh, okay. We don't call them yams. We call them sweet potatoes. Oh, never mind then. And uh, I'm sure we'll get feedback that yams are a completely different vegetable. So my bad. Yeah, naturally. naturally. Um, but yeah, sweet potato casserole, which is not really my jam. Um, let's see what else. Uh, I'm trying to think, uh, poop. Oh, oh man, I'm drawing a blank. We, you, yes, that, we consume that as well. No, oh, gosh. Let me tell you, Casey. That is a weird. That's one of the weird things yeah, in your household. Yeah, totally. Oh gosh, I'm drawing a blank. I had all this in the tip of my tongue, and now it's all left me. What about like desserts and stuff? Ah, yes, pies are very, very heavy. Thanksgiving hugely heavy on the pies. Um, so yeah, we'll typically have at least an apple pie. Uh, fun fact: Aaron makes one of the best apple pies in the entire world. Um, so we'll typically have an apple pie that typically Erin will make. I believe she's doing that this year. Um, let's see. There's typically a pumpkin pie. Not always, but generally speaking. Um, uh, sometimes there's uh, like a pecan pie or pecan pie, depending on how you pronounce it. Um, oh, mashed potatoes and stuffing. Oh, how could I forget that? Oh, I love mashed potatoes and I love stuffing. Oh, so good. Um, corn, oftentimes corn. Um Let's see. What else do we have? Uh, I'm trying to think. Those who like it will have gravy. I'm not a gravy kind of guy. Maybe that's why I don't like turkey very much. Um, let's see. Uh, cranberry sauce, which I find to be absolutely revolting. Um, Aaron's family does this other dish, which they all love, which they grew up on, which I don't really get. And they call it Russian salad, but I don't know if it's known by that. In fact, I don't know if anyone else on the planet has ever even heard of this thing. Like there are things that are called Russian salad and I'm like, I'm Googling and I'm looking at the pictures that are coming back and none of these things look like the thing that they consume. What they have is like, I think it's jello and like cream cheese and like walnuts or something. It is extremely weird it's a very peculiar consistency and it grosses me out, but they all love it. So there's that. Um, but the things I'm most interested in stuffing, mashed potatoes, ham, um, rolls. That's probably about it. You're not, you're not big Turkey. Okay. No, not very into turkey. Um, generally speaking, I don't really care for poultry that much. If I do have it, I generally like uh, dark meat, um, which is probably because it's unhealthy. Um, I don't really care for light meat. But um, but yeah, I, I also don't really like gravy very much, which is probably part of the reason why I don't like turkey, because I know that adds a lot of flavor. Um, so I'm not I'm not that into the turkey, but we'll have we'll have the ham for me, thankfully. Do you decorate? 
uh, sort of. Um, oftentimes, we'll kind of throw up a little bit of decorations like little pilgrims um, or turkeys or things of that nature. But usually, we don't go too hog wild with it. Okay. And do you have any other kinds of traditions or anything like that? Football. That non- okay. Football, football, football. So this is, again, from Friends. Uh, I know this to be something that happens. And also the Macy's Parade. Oh, uh, yeah. You know, I never really pay attention to the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade. But yes, that is absolutely a thing. Uh, we used to pay attention to it a lot more when I was a kid. I think because my mom really likes it. But um, I don't typically pay too much attention to it as an adult. But, um, but yeah, the Thanksgiving Day Parade is absolutely a thing. I really wish we had something like Thanksgiving. You know, it, and the other thing, you know, it's, uh, as you get older, everyone kind of snickers and grumbles about it, but it is really lovely. Um, typically, and I think I heard John say this at some point, um, the, I think it was on ATP, in fact, uh, at the most outgoing and the most willing to embarrass people person at the dinner will typically demand that everyone go around the table and say something that they're thankful for. And it's super cheesy, but it's actually really lovely all at the same time. Um, and I really like that. And sometimes it makes you uncomfortable and sometimes it's a little bit weird, but it's also really nice to just spend a moment and think about what you're thankful for. So that's really cool. I'm thankful for you. Oh, thanks buddy. I'm thankful for you too. And I'm thankful for, uh, for having this wonderful program that we can talk to, uh, talk to our friends on. Um, so yeah, so Thanksgiving is a lot of fun. It's, it's really nice cause it's always on a Thursday and pretty much the entire country shuts down on Thanksgiving day. And for those of us who are not insane and those of us who like to stay home on black Friday, rather than go out and fight the crowd shopping, that's actually a really lovely day as well because you kind of just sit there and chill. Uh, it, it, it strikes me very similar to boxing day, even though I know very little about boxing day, but basically you just sit there and do a whole lot of nothing all day. It's like Christmas too. Yeah, kind of. Boxing Day. Like, mm-hmm. that's what, you know, that's mm-hmm. kind of what that is. It's just like, oh, you want another Christmas? Here you go. Here you go, bud. Yeah, fair enough. Um, so, yeah, so that's that's kind of our rundown. Any questions about that? Because I actually have some questions for you, though. Uh, I have no more questions, officer. <laughs> Excellent. Um, do you feel like you're missing out? I mean, you just said you kind of wish you had something like this. Do you feel like you're missing out not having this in, in Britain? Um, I wish that we had some other like specifically British holiday that was that there was so much about. Like there are there are, of course there are British things there are whatever little mm-hmm. things, but we don't have something on the scale of this where everybody celebrates it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it's I don't know like correct me if I'm wrong, but it doesn't really feel like it's been too heavily commercialized. Like you don't give gifts or anything. No, 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 no. And that that yeah. actually is an excellent point because. Unlike so many other holidays, this isn't terrible. Like Halloween, for example. Yeah, that's all about the costume and the candy and whatnot. Yep. Where this is just about spending time with your families. And, um, like, and of course, you can spend a ton of money on the food, but that's that feels different to me. Mm-hmm. I agree. That's just like, how good do you want to make the dinner? Mm-hmm. As opposed to like, and now you've got to buy a ton of crap that has to go along with it. Yeah, yeah, I, I couldn't agree more. Um, the only thing that's kind of stinky about Thanksgiving is that it used to be, and I think you have actually spoken about this with somebody, maybe me in the past. It used to be that Thanksgiving was the the moat 
between the rest of the year and Christmas time. Yeah, so, it seems like that's a thing in America. Like, there's a barrier because I mean, like, we are in full swing Christmas right well, now. Well, that's the thing is that it used to be that this was the barrier, but over the last five to ten years, that moat has had a bridge built upon it, and now Christmas stuff basically starts a week or so into November, which bums me out because I really love having the border between the rest of the year and Christmas and have that border be its own thing. But now Christmas is already happening. And then the other part of the problem is, although Thanksgiving itself hasn't really been commercialized or anything, Black Friday is just getting worse and worse and worse. And in fact, earlier today, in the span of like 15 minutes, I received four or five marketing emails um, from various companies peddling their Black Friday or Cyber Monday deals. Um, you know, the sorts of evil things that you used to do, Mike. And um and I just had to unsubscribe from everything because I was just so over. I didn't sell. I wasn't in retail. I'm just giving you a hard time. I know. Um, but yeah, so in that sense, it's kind of stinky. But it's not. It's not Thanksgiving itself, really. That's the problem. It's the it's the consumery day after Thanksgiving and the the wonderful disaster that is Christmas. This week's episode is also brought to you by Making Light. This is a sponsor that I love. I love everything about this company. Uh, Making Light is all about helping you focus on doing your best work. When you sign up for a subscription to Making Light, every month you'll receive a lovely box that contains two handmade botanical soy wax candles. This is a candle subscription service. That's pretty cool. This is what I love about this time of year, is we get to have what is really cool and interesting sponsors, because a lot of these companies, you know, they work seasonally. And subscription services are a great gift for someone, because as we were saying with Footcard again... It's a gift that keeps on giving, and Making Light is super, super awesome. Now, let me tell you why a candle subscription service is a great thing. So every month, you get these this box which has those two candles in it. Those two candles will give you, for 20 days, two hours of focus. That's what this is all about. So you take the candle out, you light the candle, they include matches in the box. Then you maybe will put the candle on your desk, as I do, or somewhere like in your eye line. And the sweat, the scent of the candles fills the room. You see the light flickering. And for me, when I when I light a making light candle, and I genuinely do this, I'm like, right, this is a time where I have two hours now where I'm going to really get focused and work on something. Making light candles for me are like a, I'm getting stuck in a problem. I really need to focus. I light a candle and get on with it. And it's, it, this is exactly what they're for. It's like another little ritual. I know that Casey hates me when I talk about this, but I love coffee and I have like a coffee making ritual <laughs> in the morning. D- making light, like lighting a candle and getting some work done with it is just like that. And with the holidays coming up, a making light subscription would be a fantastic gift for a friend or family member. People that do like creative work, this is really great for, but there are a ton of really fantastic reasons. Like a, they have a great video on their website where they show people lighting them and then doing yoga and things like that because it gives them just another way to focus because you light them, they smell fantastic, it fills the room, right? And it's just great. One of the other things that I really love about Making Light is that they're all poured by hand by a family business in Indiana who have over 40 years history of candle making. And Dan, who I talked to there, like Dan is the business owner, he's just such a fantastic guy and he loves all of these shows. And so if you're listening to this and you're kind of interested or there's somebody in your life 
life that you think might like this, sign them up for one of these services and give it as a gift or get it for yourself because it's really fantastic. Making Light costs $24 a month with free shipping anywhere in the USA. They have Canadian shipping for an extra $5 a month and UK for an extra 10 These candles are way better than anything that you're going to find in your local mall and comparable by price for sure, if not cheaper. Uh, and Making Light is also offering listeners of this show $5 off their first order with the promo code ANALOG. You can find out more for yourself at makinglight.us. Thank you so much to Making Light for their support of this show and Relay FM. So someone in the chat, um, I didn't ask for their permission to read this, so I will let, leave them anonymous. But they said, and I'm quoting, unpaid endorsement, these Making Light candles are really nice. I've bought them before. And we love them uh, because Dan sends me some boxes. He's very kind to do that. And uh, we love them. Like Adina loves them. Like she does the same. So she takes them and she'll light them when she's working on something. And it really has become a thing in our house that, that we like very much. So Yeah. Uh, we actually received from Making Light a uh, a thank you. And a um, it was a Christmas-themed uh, box. And I opened, up, I opened it up. The packaging was lovely. It does include matches. Um, I haven't lit any of the candles yet because they're all Christmas-themed. And darn it, it's not even Thanksgiving as we sit here and record this. So, so as soon as Thanksgiving comes to pass... I will light one of these candles, and I'm sure I will deeply enjoy it. You can still give them a good sniff, though, Casey. We'll say I did, and they did smell lovely. Um, thank, thank you to Tana making light. Yes. So we have a few relay your feels questions. The first one is actually related to something that we were talking about a little earlier on, which is sport. And Keith wanted to get our opinions on why is there such a dislike for sports in the in nerd and geek culture? So I'm going to try and go for this one. All right. And I'm going to make some sweeping generalizations, which is the best way to answer any question. Okay. I think the majority of nerds and uh, uh, are not very athletic. Not all. Mm-hmm. But it's quite stereotypical and I know that was the shame I know that was the same for me. Oh yeah, me too. So sports ended up being something that you didn't want to do and therefore didn't love them. And that's the way it was for me. I hated playing sports, so I never found any love in it. And any love that I could have had for maybe enjoying competitive sports was beaten out of me by physical education classes. <laughs> I can understand that. And to some degree, I feel the same way. Um, I There was a very brief window of time. I think I might have mentioned this at some point or another. There was a very brief window of time when I was decent at basketball. That was about a four-minute window of time, but um, but there was a time I was okay at it, and I played a year of soccer or football when I was a kid. Hated it because too much running. I was like in like first grade or something like that at the time. Um, I played several years of baseball, which is funny because I actually hate baseball now. Um, but I played many years of basketball, and for most of them, I was pretty bad. But um, there was a year or so when I was okay. I. I think you hit the nail on the head as to why there's such a dislike for it. Um, but I don't really think it's justified. Like nerds love nerding out about things. And some nerds like to nerd out about sports. And you know what? If that's what they want to do, okay. And to be honest, with time, video games and esports, as they're called, are becoming more and more like traditional sports in that you know they've got big sponsorships, they've got big arenas that they go to. It's not that different. So our word, worlds are colliding, whether we like it or not. I'm gonna. I'm. I've uh, gotten through enough of my old fashion to feel confident to leave this little nugget for a later episode. <laughs> okay. <laughs> that the only sport-related thing that I enjoy is professional wrestling. 
we should we should unravel and unwrap that at another time because I would I would like to hear your thoughts about this. I just want to point out a thing. I have wanted to talk about professional wrestling on this show for a long time. Then why haven't we? But because the reason the, the the way that I wanted to bring this up in to talk about it and so much as to talk about it, so I leave hints here and there. Like I'm not like I don't hide it. I just don't don't openly talk about it because there's a lot of stigma related to it. So that's the topic that I want to have. I wanted Casey to think of something that he is mildly embarrassed to talk about, but he can't think of anything. Me and him have had this conversation maybe every two months since we started the show. We have this conversation, don't we? Where I yeah, say to you, can you yeah. think of anything that you're mildly embarrassed about? And he struggles to do it, which is because, which is fine, actually. Uh, you don't have to think of things that you're embarrassed about. Uh, but at some point on this show, I will talk about my love for professional wrestling. I'm ready. I mean, not right now because we're running, <laughs> we're going getting to the end of the show. But in general, I'm ready. So that's the only sport thing I like. And I will just say that before you tell me it's state, but that's not even sports. I'm not interested in hearing <laughs> that as a thing. I like it for the story, and I like it for the athleticism. That is as much as I'm going to say today. Fair enough. Chris would like to know, Mike. Do you get criticism for your spelling? How does it make you feel? As someone who is dyslexic, I've struggled before. So here's the thing about this. I am known. Uh, and, and there is many jokes about me about the many spelling errors that I make in tweets and things like that. And I think I have a couple of things that I would just like to very quickly address in this. I can spell. Like, I can spell. Like, I was a good speller at school. I was good at English. The problem isn't that I can't spell. The problem is I don't bother to check anything. <laughs> that's the thing so there's this whole thing called Mike Chats I'll put a link in the show notes it's just a collection of my spelling errors I, don't, I just type and press send like I don't pay any attention to it and then sometimes I've made a spelling error of some description or I've made an autocorrect error and I just don't when I, when I check something I just don't spot it but I don't think it's it's not that like I look at the word and think that is spelt correctly when it's not Right, mm-hmm. like you don't mm-hmm. show me the word, and I go, "That's correct," because I can when I when you show me it, like when I actually see it, I'm like, "Oh no, that is wrong," and I don't think that that is my, I don't think that that is my an inability to spell, like I can spell, mm-hmm. but I just miss things, and I don't think that I'm dyslexic or anything like that. I don't think I have any kind of uh, learning disability of any kind in that way. But I do get letters mixed up sometimes, mm-hmm. like P's and B's, for example. When I but this is only when I'm handwriting. I okay. don't know why that is. Okay. When I'm handwriting, sometimes I get letters mixed up, like D's and P's and B's and Q's and stuff get mixed up. Like I just put the wrong one in the wrong place. But like sometimes, like replacing the letter P for the letter B, which doesn't make any sense. That but is sometimes it happens. Um, but I don't think that I have a spelling problem. Uh, I just you have don't, a proofreading problem. I have a proofreading problem. I just don't pay enough attention, and it doesn't worry me so much. Um, but yeah, but it does mean that I end up with very funny spelling errors here and there. But like in a weird way, like it doesn't annoy me, and in a kind of I'm mostly fine with it because it tends to be in a jokey way that I interact with people with it. And I'm there are some things I'm kind of proud of. Professional podcasters, like I love that that happened. <laughs> So I love that that happened, right? It's a thing. It's part of my personal brand now. There's nothing I can do about it. I embrace it now because it's funny. 
And it, it, it is now a funny thing that happened mm-hmm. as part of a really important thing. Yeah. So no, it adds to the whole experience. Yeah, it makes sense. I think you. It, it, the only thing you can do at this point is embrace it. Um, I mean, I don't know. I I find spelling errors in general to be kind of like nails on chalkboard to me, particularly the things like there versus there versus there, you know, T-H-E-I-R versus T-H-E-Y apostrophe R-E um, and T-H-E-R-E. Uh, those sorts of things really drive me bonkers. But for some reason with you, it never really bothers me. I, th- I think I just giggle about it, probably because of the mic chats and the fact that we've made like a whole big joke about it. Um, I don't know. It always just makes me laugh. Yeah, I mean, you know, it it is what it is, I guess. Yeah. Last question today. Steve says, on the topic of food, have you ever had the pleasure of eating fondue? Of course. A cheese-related question is uh, important for this show. Mm-hmm. Of course. Um, there is a chain restaurant in the United States called um, The Melting Pot. Um, which is kind of funny because, you know, Americans like to claim that America is a melting pot. Well, anyways, that's a uh, fondue restaurant. I've been a handful of times. I typically go approximately once a year, and that's enough. I really enjoy it that one time. It's like uh, coffee. You know, I'll have coffee like once a year, and that's enough. Um, I really enjoy that one experience at the melting pot each year, and then I feel like, okay, I'm good for now. Uh, Have you ever had fondue, Mike? One time, Adina took me uh, for, well, cheese fondue one time. Uh, Adina took me to a, 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 I think, a Swiss fondue place for my birthday last year. Oh, that sounds delicious. Yeah, that was really nice. And I ate so much cheese and bread, I nearly exploded. <laughs> it was ridiculous. Nice. Um, and we have had, uh, there is, you know, remember that restaurant I told you about, Tram Shed? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Uh, they do a salted caramel fondue with donuts and uh, marshmallows. Oh, God, it's so good. That sounds interesting. It yeah. is amazing. Yeah, melting pot, the the typical way to consume melting pot is in a three-course scenario where um, there's a cheese fondue starter with, you know, breads and things like that that you dip in. Then you'll get a... Um, a main where in the same fondue pot, you know, they'll like take out the little bowly part um, and then they'll put in another bowl, um, but it's in the same fondue like cooker. Anyways, they'll make like a broth and you can choose a different kind of broth. Um, and then you'll dip your meat into the broth and then consume it. Um, so you're basically cooking your own food. And I think that's part of the reason why I find melting pot to be a little peculiar because it's very expensive and yet you're doing half the work. Um, but uh, then that, so that's the second course. That's the main course. And then the final course is typically some sort of chocolate or like, you know, peanut butter and chocolate uh, fondue. It's very, very good for sure. But it is very expensive. And um, like I said, I typically only like to go once a year. I feel like you could melt up some of your Reese's Pieces. and <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> Something like that. All right. So uh, so what I'm hearing is you need to come to the United States and have uh, right around Thanksgiving, you need to have a Thanksgiving meal and then go to the melting pot. Yeah. Did I tell you that I'm going to be in the United States next week? 